welcome back to No But Yeah. I'm Lily. And I'm Kendall. <laughs> See what we did there? We switched it. <laughs> we, we got switched you. It. Praying, praying. But anyway, it has been such a long and restful break. And it is embarrassing to say that we have been MIA from this podcast so long that our freaking account went into hibernation. And those are literally the terms that they use, hibernation. hibernation. And we had to reawaken her to, anyway. So, but we're so glad that we're back. We are. And there's no better time to start your podcast again than Black History Month. That's true. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, everyone. To all my black listeners, everyone from the diaspora, you know, I think it's very important to uh, clarify that anyone who is of this skin color can celebrate this month that's true anyway so to kick off yesterday we were in target right (laughs) oh yesterday was so cute we had our little errand run we went to starbucks and then we went to the post office we went to the post office and then the post office is also celebrating black history month yes with their stamps yes and beautiful stamps beautiful and we go to Target, and you know how they have that section of like Black History Month and like, or like the Black Pride section or whatever. I, I, don't, I have never, to be quite honest, like known that they did that. Is yeah. that so, that's something they've done? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Always. Okay. Um. But to tell the funny bit, and then we can talk more about the funny that. bit is that I was looking at this water bottle, and I'm like trying to figure out what these words mean, <laughs> and I'm like, lamentis. Lamentus and Lily looks Kendall, at me. Kendall had to ask me what what it said. I finally gave up. I'm like, what is this trying to say? Limitless. Wow. Limitless. It was really embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. But yes, that's important to know that um, our potential as Black people is limitless. 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 And at Target, you can buy a water bottle to represent that. To represent that. Well. And I think they, they have sweatshirts, too. Yeah. Okay. Black History Month. From, remember last year, last February, we went to this one party. and Yes. We oh, my wanted, God. I love this story. We wanted Next in Pong. And this guy was like, sorry, bro. Like, we're next or whatever. I'm just like, oh, really? But it's Black History Month. And he kind of just looks at me bewildered. And he does that, he does that classic, like, white guy, like, <laughs> like a little bit of a, like, a shoulder shrug. Like, the, the, the thin lip, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, bro. I'm just like, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, don't it's funny it. to see people's reactions yeah. about it. Okay. They're like, okay, yeah, and this is awkward, but still I'm not going to change the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the TikTok trends, I, I I love this trend. Or there there are two, and I want I like one much more than the other. Uh-huh. And I th- maybe you've seen it, you guys, where it's like Black History Month, and they have like y- your black friends, and they make their white friends like like take off their coat and like feed them drinks and like all these different things. And I love those. I think they're so funny, and they're they're just like hilarious to me. But then there's another trend. Where like it's the sound it's like I love you black woman I love you black queen and it'll be like a bunch of like white guys and that one I like a little bit less because I'm just like 
Mm. It feels ingenuine. Mm. It feels ingenuine. Ingenuous? Ingenuine. Uh, we'll have to check on that one. But. We'll check on it. But no, no, but yeah. Anyway, so yes. Also, shout out to my brother, Noah, who, to kick off Black History <laughs> Month so right, he is on the academic all-stars for his Yes, yes, Noah, we are very proud We're of very you proud here of at Noah, but yeah. For, for keeping that GPA high and representing Black boy excellence. Yes. Very proud. Um, but yeah, Black History Month. What What is your favorite part of Black History Month? My favorite part of Black History Month, I would say... And I, and I wish that this wasn't just a part of Black History Month, but I think I receive so much more, like, educational information mm-hmm. during this month. And I'm, like, glad to have space to have conversations like that, though I wish that that could occur all the time. And I, I acknowledge that, you know, I should be the one to promote educational conversations right. and you know, deep conversations throughout the whole year. But I just feel like there tends to be like kind of an influx of information that comes during Black History Month. Yes, per mink mink. Yes, and I feel very proud. I So as you guys know, I'm in a sorority and we have a new social awareness chair. And I think that she has done such a good job. Like at the start, on the very first day of Black History Month, she sent out a little newsletter and she had some like good books that she has enjoyed reading and all that kind of thing. And I was like, I was feeling very good because I I was like, that's what we should all be doing all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I I just, yeah, it was good. I, I also love all the tidbits and facts. I found out this morning, scrolling through, in your uh, academic journal in my academic <laughs> i was reading an academic journal <laughs> that uh the inventor of the silicon like the silicon dildo was a black man a disabled black man from granada and like the story I, i'll look up his name later in the show and like bring it up but like um Basically, before it was like made out of this like material that like melted with like body heat and was like oh god wasn't it wasn't a good material and then you had to like jump through all these hoops you had to prove that you were married in order to receive one and so all these he was a paraplegic and he's like in his group talking and he's like guys like we need more like accessible ways to like you know participate and like you know I just think it's unfair and so he's like guys hold on let's get to the drawing board and let's mm. work with engineers and, and he bada bing bada boom we have so much to thank him for uh george washington carver yes yes with, per- personally i don't really like peanut butter but i i agree but uh, an inv- an astounding invention nonetheless astounding invention and he's done so much more than just peanut butter i will never forget oh my god this brings up a deep-seated memory i oh. will never forget I used to be on an academic team uh-huh. in high school. It's kind of like Quiz Bowl or like Jeopardy. And there was this one question, and honey, baby, it pained me so deeply. I was like on, I was on the bench for this one. And I'm watching them present this question. It's like, for 10 points, who is this man known as like the father of like Peanut or like this black historical figure? And the no one knew it? No one knew it. And then someone on my team answers, like George, like 
Washington or like some bullshit answer. I'm like, we do not get a lot of black history in schools. Yeah. Like growing up, like our black history, like our black history education was very much Martin Luther King had a dream. Yeah. And he just wanted white people and black people to get along. (laughs) And then Malcolm X was this other (laughs) dude. And he kind of had the same dream as well, kind of. But he said it really mean. Yeah. And then and, and the two distinct things between <laughs> Martin Luther King and Malcolm X is one was violent and one was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rosa Parks refused to get off the bus and then George Washington Carver. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And maybe if you're if you're lucky, uh, Henry Box Brown, I don't the, know. the slave know. who escaped to freedom from Richmond to like the north being shipped in a box. They like shipped him to like, I don't know, maybe Pennsylvania or something, up north. Wow. And he's just in a box. But anyway, so uh, so our black history is very yeah. condensed and we don't have a lot of information taught in schools. Yeah. So for you to miss George Washington Carver, baby. Yeah, baby. that's actually crazy. And then I think it's also very important to mention like all these like role, like the attack on like AP... Oh my God! Yeah, and all this stuff like it's just like (sighs) wow. I know, and what was really sad to me too, like beyond the scope of just like with that. So Kendall's for those who don't know, Kendall's referencing this um, AP African American Studies course that was like basically being suggested, uh, primarily I guess to be taught in Florida, Mm -hmm. and. DeSantis obviously had a lot to say against it and what was so interesting to me too that like it seemed like his main attack was about a part of the course that was called the queer theory and it was like he was like I'm fine with things being taught as long as our students aren't being indoctrinated and I'm like the name is queer theory theory how is that ever indoctrination and i was just like that i i just first of all was shocked that that was ever even suggested to be in an ap course because Mm -hmm. i was like that's like such a cool like intersectional thing that i can't picture being taught yeah ever yeah and um yeah i don't know it was really fascinating to me yeah uh yeah it's 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 I've been doing this thing lately, guys. <laughs> I've got, I've got, we're going to take a pause on black history and all the things that's happening uh, in our world to just talk about Kendall's new ticks and. Oh my God, she's little, got many ticks. So many new quirks. Okay, the first one, guys, is this new term, this new filler phrase that I've been saying a lot. And I'm getting a lot of people to start saying it too. Oh. And Lily doesn't like it, but I think she's catching on to it, honestly. I like it. It's not that I don't like it. What do you like? What, what's about it? What's about it? It's just that you use it like two times per sentence. Really? <laughs> Dang. Per mink mink. Per mink mink. So per mink mink can be like an affirmation. Like someone says something, you're like, oh, per mink mink. Yeah. Per mink mink. Or <laughs> it could be like you're telling a story and instead of being like da 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 or like blah blah blah, you're like uh, this, that, and the third, per mink mink. And this is funny too. This just brought up something that I was remembering. My brother, when he was little, he used to do this thing that was like exactly that. Like right where Kendall would use per mink mink, my brother would go, oh, and tra la la. Tra la la. 
that's funny. Uh, I, I, lo- I think that's a very interesting part, like of language having like those little like yes, like we all like I think every language has like a da 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 or like a uh, yeah, perming so on and so forth. Perming bank. Um, what else have I been on? Your lately? other ticks, your side eye, my side eye, just literally like doing aggressive side eyes to like random situations. Mm-hmm. I can you act? Hold on, like, can you, <laughs> can you see me side eyeing? I can see you side eyeing me, but if I were like in public, I wouldn't think anything <laughs> of it. Um. And then she's doing this other thing. This this is the big thing that we we had coffee before this, and Kendall would not stop doing this. But it says, <sighs> it's like it, a French a French sigh. It's like a French sigh, like just very like, yeah. I'm just so convinced that if you drop me in France right now, I could get by. She she wouldn't even have to speak a single I word of French. S- She'd just do that. Yeah, it's kind of like. Have you do you watch Modern Family? Uh, a little bit, but uh, don't. Sorry. Don't talk about it. No, well, just don't assume <laughs> I know anything about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> There's this episode where um, Mitch goes to Paris, or like, like the, they go to Paris, and he doesn't understand. He's like trying to practice his French, and he's like, you know, talking in French to people, and they're kind of just like, oh, what do you want to say? Like, I speak <laughs> English. Like, just say it. Like, the McDonald's is right there. Like, McDonald's. You know, the McDonald's, and just being like very French. And, um, oh my God, Lily is literally checking her in already. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> um oh. yes, and so eventually he kind of, like, starts dress. he figures out it's because of the way he's, like, dressed, too, and so he, like, sort of, like, dresses up more French, and, and, and he, like, has, like, a full conversation with a waiter just by, like, acting, like, very dismissive and, like, I don't care, like, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. I also want this to pick up. I've talked about this in my friend group that French slang for maybe I've talked about it on here too. I don't think you have. Oh really? Okay. So right, we've got je ne sais pas. I I don't know in French. And okay, so we, we can je shorten pas. it. Je, je sais pas. And then we can shorten it even more to je pas. And I just Crazy. think it's so funny. And I literally have been doing it like so often. I'll just be like I don't know. Honestly, I hope I hope really no one French listens to this podcast because I think they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" Really? No, I think if you are French and maybe I'm getting some things wrong, like just DM us and we can have a conversation. But of course, in my French, and I think it's because Emily in Paris. Oh God. I watched Emily in Paris over break, you guys. So I watched it when it first came out. I, I watched like the whole entire first season. I was like, oh, I don't, mm, it's okay. And then I started the second season that couldn't even get through the first episode. And then uh, time passes, third season comes out. Finally, I'm on break. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and actually watch this. Therapy. Therapeutic yeah. is how I can describe how every almost every single day of break, I would wake up, change from my night pajamas to my day, <laughs> day pajamas, pajamas, eat breakfast at 12, be on the couch, ready to watch my show, Emily in Paris. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I would go into the basement. I have a, I have a, we have a movie room that's very, there's no windows. 
not good. And it's very dark and cold, and it's just like a very sedative state that I get into whenever I'm like watching TV down there. Just like episode after episode after episode. And I can only describe it as Cocomelon for girls because of the colors and like the pretty like outfits and like the cute boys and you just get uh-huh. to sort of like uh soften your focus and just like uh <laughs> glaze over and, and like and it's just so good but anyway if you haven't seen it go check it out what i are and we've talked about this at length but are you team i'm team gabrielle and i'm oh. team alfie when he <sighs> when she sings um what's it all about alfie by Dionne warwick remember? that made me cringe really yes no i thought it was sweet oh my god no i'm team G- gabrielle all the way i think okay alfie was such a douchebag in the very beginning yeah he was kind of a he's and of very, very british to be like. frank like I just don't think maybe I'm just like trying to insert reality into this situation, mm-hmm. but I just don't think like their personalities, Alfie and what's her name's Emily's. <laughs> I don't think they mesh well <laughs> the together. The I think they're like a weird couple. Okay. And and I think Gabrielle's just like very much my type. Okay. French and, chef. And, and it's I just want to make a note that it is Black History Month. Stop! <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I think I think Alfie's very attractive. I think he's very attractive. Gotcha! There's just something about, I'm sorry. And we've talked about this. I like a boy with passions. And Alfie's passion for whatever banking or like contracting is not as attractive to me as a man who likes to cook. Okay, okay. Okay, but aside from this, and I've said this before on this show, on this show being our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that I I don't get this whole, sorry, we, we'll move on from Emily in Paris like right after this, but but, but okay. okay, people people hated on it so hard and I get it. It should not win any kind of like picture awards yeah. or anything because there's nothing revolutionary about it at all mm-hmm. but the people that are like this show is like so weird and cringy it's like the classic story of like a naive american girl who who cares because this is what we've all been asking for we've all been asking for a cheesy rom com type show with beautiful images of paris or wherever the f- hell they're filming it because who actually knows if they're in so paris <laughs> and then like scenes at vineyards and yeah. hot boys in cool cars. And yeah. like this, I'm sorry, you can't be mad when Netflix delivers you exactly what we've all been asking for. Yes, and it, it, it's- It's for, cringy. It, it's it's cringy. And every time her friend Mindy would sing, <laughs> my theory is that that actress has some dirt on the producers, because how are you singing it every single episode? Every single episode, she has a musical number. I don't like it, but anyway, I. I really try to zoom through those, but I I do admit <laughs> that Alfie is kind of like I don't know if I would go for him in real life. Um, finance banking. Yeah, he just seems like a B school. He's boy. he's also like very like nonchalant, and I don't like nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like nonchalant <laughs> people. 
<laughs> like no, I agree. I agree. Um, but other than I think what makes me mad about Gabriel and Can we Emily, call him Gabriel, please. Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Gabriel, sorry, Americans. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, what makes me mad about? Sorry. <laughs> what makes me mad about Gabriel is that the whole how oh 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 oh. <laughs> me is a better woman than me because if i found out that my friend that i made in paris my best friend emily who we hang out all the time and she's so sweet and we're best friends secretly has a thing with like my boyfriend that i don't know about and then they hook up and i'm still in the dark i'm just like and then it comes to light like i don't want to oh could i spoil it a little bit oh you should have known it's that. okay there's spoilers i'll we'll preface that in the caption for this episode but like i'm just like and i have a hard time with this because <laughs> because i too am too because timing. i think i know no. <laughs> i would argue that she i think even before emily and him were like hooking up i think they didn't I didn't. I don't. I don't think she was into him that much. Really? Yeah. yeah and I think. I think. Like, uh, spoiler, spoiler. So if you haven't heard the third, if you haven't watched the third season, move on. Move on. But when she like hooks up with that girl behind his back, I don't think that was in response to him like hooking up with Emily. No. Yeah. I think, I think she that was, was like exploring she, yeah. her sexuality. And so I don't think she really like was super attached to him. Anyway, I think. I think it felt comfortable for them. Uh-huh. And so I, I get it. It would be hurtful. Yeah. But like. And I also I also think it's very interesting. The pact that they make that's like. Neither of us yeah. are going to go for Gabriel. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. One of us has been in a relationship with him for like what? Seven years or something. Yeah. Uh, and the other one had like a one night fling with him. And has this like little cute boy crush on him. The, the, the scale is not even. And yeah. I feel like her guilt about like. I feel so bad that I went for Gabriel even so though he said that he's off the table i feel like girl be for real yeah but enough about emily in paris yeah i feel like we're gonna talk about another like movie or show or <gasps> i don't know i don't remember it's black history Month. it is black history Month, <laughs> and i actually wanted to talk about this a little bit because something else i've been deeply deeply appreciating this and we're gonna have an art episode coming up so yeah i'll hold off a lot of the art commentary but i'm in a class right now in the Hispanic studies department called art and decolonization. And it was really interesting. And the professor who's teaching it specializes in indigenous studies. And we started off talking about, well, okay. We started off the class talking about, like we looked at a a painting from Basquiat Mm -hmm. and like it's this and then i'm in a sociology class too so we were talking a lot about like intersectionality and it's so interesting to me that like historically like i had no idea basquiat was like of like latino like Mm -hmm. descent or origin or something like that that. yeah and that's why we're looking at it in our spanish class and it's like people with these like intersectional identities i feel like we they get erased Yes. You only hear that, oh, Basquiat, you know, big black street artist. Yes. Like, yeah, I feel like we don't really, like, hear. Yeah. And I- also, oh, my God, this is just Basquiat. Anyway, like, I feel like in recent times, like, I think people might only know of him 
in like unless they're like engrossed in art because of was it Beyonce and like Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and Jay Z his freeform locks, and they were doing like the whole Tiffany ad, and that got a lot of like blowback because people were like, "This is like just like the picture of like yeah. opulence mm-hmm. and like you know black wealth and like you know if you if you're like if you consider yourself like a leftist like like black person that means you also have to be like anti like black mm. capitalism too. And I think it's, like, a very fine line, and I'm constantly, like, being pulled. Because on one hand, yes, I don't consider myself a fan of capitalism, and I consider myself very, very left-leaning. But at the same time, too, I'm I'm going to cheer and yeah. root for people building wealth. And I, I don't think every single black person should aspire to have Beyonce jay-z level wealth i mean honey just being able to like have you be college edu- educated and then send your kids to college and like have like a nice little like a uh, nest egg is such an affront to all the setbacks that we've had yeah like the wealth disparity of like ugh, i feel like we keep on bringing i don't have the numbers for this as always but like th- if you compare like the wealth of a black family to a white family it's it's very Mm. considerably yeah unequal and i remember in like for our sociology class last semester we were watching this documentary about like the pruitt-igo housing projects and the pruitt-igo housing projects were a project in uh st louis missouri back in like the 60s 70s and it was like this huge thing i was like oh for the like we have like public housing was like this really great thing people were like it was such a community and it was just like to be able to have like my own room for the first time or to be able to have like a bed and like it was it was cool what happens is that you build these housing projects and then the government leaves and the fact that like the maintenance for the this entire huge complex was paid for from the rent of the tenants there like that's how that like, it was maintained okay you are these are people living in a housing project yeah so that maintenance it's probably going to fall through every once in a while if we're basing it off of that and then of course people the, the government's not watching it it becomes like this like crime ridden spot and so so it eventually gets torn down and it just like gets this deep deep decline um and that's why we don't really have housing projects anymore because i or like or like that was like the example of like oh this doesn't work uh. having public housing like this is a disaster look at pruitt i go but anyway anyway and i just remember there was this like one scene where like they're interviewing this father and he's like i am unemployed and i'm trying to find work and he like gets teary and he's like i just don't know how i'm going to make it and they're like you know, and he just like gets teary and I literally have to get up and like leave the classroom. And I just think that's like something that like we don't acknowledge enough, especially there was one other black girl in that class. No, 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 I'm, I'm getting it wrong. There's maybe like three other, but again, usually most of the time I'm one of three, one of two or the only one. Yeah. And to have these like very heavy, like topics being brought on i think without like this emotional component i just think we're 
I don't know. It, it really just got to me. And I just feel like empathy and emotions are a very important part in connecting with human stories. And it's a big part of wanting to change systems, right? Yeah. Having that, like, heartstring being pulled is, is, is a great, like, impetus to make change and, like, want things to be better. And I just feel like it's so hard to be able to be like, well, here are the facts. Yeah. Look at uh, redlining and all these, like, racist practices and all the racism. All right, have a great day. I'll see you next Thursday. No, and I think it's interesting, too, because I feel like while in some classes, like, I feel like, especially in, like, my sociology class now, we talk a lot about, like, that kind of thing and we'll watch, we'll watch videos and stuff. But I think... And I think I think the professor really tries to make it a space where it, we're connecting on an empathetic level. Mm-hmm. But I think then the commentary afterward is always like yeah, like like sterile or like yeah. highly like theoretical. Like the class discussions are never like oh it, that made me feel like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like oh I thought it was interesting that she said what yeah. da 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 tra la la. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point is yeah. cause like, yeah. And I am going to be very vulnerable on the pod for a second. Okay. Permission to be vulnerable on the pod. Permission to be vulnerable. Um, okay. So last weekend, last Sunday, me and Lily are in our favorite spot in Tucker. We're studying and we're about to leave and we're having this conversation about like mothers and like motherhood and you go to your meeting and I go to my car to go home and I see a mom holding her baby and I Kendall, no. tear up. I just like, I was like, oh, here comes the waterworks. And I'm like driving and and then I'm pulling into the parking lot and then All Right by Kendrick Lamar comes on like, we gonna be all right. And, I'm like, and that's making me cry even more. And then I just like, it just like starts spiraling. And I'm just like in my car, like, just like so emotional thinking about like how like, moms 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 motherhood and how like black motherhood is just so devalued yeah and all the barbed wire and 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 treacherous like paths to get there if it's not okay you survive childbirth like because of all like the further risks not because it's just childbirth but because racism yeah and because you can be ignored like if if uh serena Serena Williams. williams can go through that yeah all the stories and okay so you finally you you get out of that situation you make it onto the other side and you have your child and then for that child to grow up and the the possibility of that child being taken away by yeah violent forces and policing just broke my heart and like the tyree nichols thing and what was happening with that and I, I did, guys, I did not watch the video. I don't plan mm-hmm. to watch the video. Um, I don't recommend anyone really watching the video, but if you want to, of course you can. They released it, but I just don't see why we need to further black trauma or like try to become, like make it n- normalized to want to see that. All you need to know is that they- That it happened. That they happened. It happened so bad that they, you know how badly you have to beat someone up for them to have, go into kidney failure? What? 
And I just heard that he, in, in the video he cried for his mom. And I, just, and you know, I am working with like this, this program with the law school, like the justice program. And you know, I'm, I'm, I might be writing like a blog post soon. And I think I want it to be about like justice and motherhood. And, and I, that's, I think that's just like one of my growing passions mm. is like maternal studies. I've just made my own department. Maternal studies. Uh, Professor Kendall of maternal studies. <laughs> Professor Kendall. <laughs> yes, actually, I won't be going by Professor Sanders. <laughs> I have to go by my <laughs> Professor Kendall with an umlaud. <laughs> Sorry, Kendall oh with three L's. Our, our pivots are so crazy on the show. Um, this is such a wild pivot. Okay, no, context. Yeah. The other weekend, I was like, okay, so some parties will like have guys outside with like a fake computer pretending to like punch in names and they'll They're ask like, for sorry, names. names. And what you, are you going to do with my name? I don't know. And usually I would always just be like, Francesca Morris. I don't know. It's funny. And then I was like, okay, I'm actually going to tell them my real name, but I'm going to be like, it's Kendall with three L's. <laughs> that was so funny. And then Lily was like, Kendall with an umlaut. Which like, <laughs> 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 I think is funny. Anyway, Professor Kendall with an umlaut, maternal <laughs> studies, and about like justice and motherhood and all these things. I'm also, guys, I'm writing a thesis. Yes, I'm actually, I love hearing Kendall talk about her thesis because it is so interesting. Oh, I'm buzzing. I, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing right I'm now. I'm literally buzzing. And, you know. Tell tell the world what it's about. I will about. tell the world. I, we've, I think we, did we bring it up? We, I, I think don't think we did. We talked about, like, our possible, like, thesis for other okay. things but not very seriously but anyway so my thesis and is, like this is serious because she's like actually turned I, in the proposal um but it's about abortion and reproductive rights and justice through uh a discourse analysis of hip-hop and rap lyrics and i don't know if you if you know the song international players anthem by ugk uh and andre 3000 is on the song and I love that song. It, it was like my number two, like Spotify play. I love the song, uh -huh. and I just think it's so crazy that like something that I could potentially be like spending an entire like two semesters on writing, and it's gonna be like a legit thesis, comes from this one rap song, like, uh, and I just I just like so I'm just very interested in how and like rap music and pop culture how we talk about like sex and like reproduction and right because as as cis women as women we talk about like reproduction all the time i'm 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 connecting with a girl in the line for the bathroom because we have the same birth control and we're talking about like oh my gosh like yeah uh, this is what i do to stay safe and all these different things but i and i'm sure guys also have those talks mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm not gonna ask to sit in on a chat with guys about how they handle reproduction and it also i think from a stereotypical like assumption yeah. point of view it's like i'm sure their conversations like look very different and are far less like yeah eloquent Ye pro probably <laughs> uh, permission to assume and so i'm like okay but what is something that constantly talks about this all the time rap like all the time and i don't know if you remember but like Remember when Drake put 
hot sauce in a condom yes and the whole thing and people are like whoa wait this is actually kind of smart or whatever and it's like i feel like sometimes we might be attacking or or handling uh reproduction and like pregnancy prevent prevention on two different levels for the women it's like i don't want to be pregnant i'm not ready to be a mother <laughs> i don't want this to happen and then for men it's like i cannot be a father because i don't want to be trapped by this woman and have her be my baby mama because she's gonna take my wealth and i have to choose very wisely about who can have my children because that means they'll have access to my wealth um and that's really what like some songs sound like to me like gold digger yeah players anthem um but at the same time i'm not just gonna be like going through and like looking at like rap lyrics about like oh how men suck there's still there's a lot of rap lyrics that are like per, like very promotive and very progressive about like women's right to choose yeah. like um diggable planets like uh la femme fatale like you know like it's a woman's right to choose we've got tupac shakur and um keep your head up like you know well and what i think is so interesting too <laughs> And this just seems like just like a weird proposition to me is that like I feel like I'm hearing in rap lyrics all the time, like even when they're like just like random, like we don't need condoms or yeah. like as if that's like a sign of respect, like you and I, we've got this connection, so we don't need condoms. <laughs> why? Like, why is that like? I think I, I feel like I just hear that all the time. And yeah. my first thought would not be like, oh, my God. Wow. I feel so good <laughs> that he said that. What? And I feel like I, I recently watched a show, too, where that was like the girlfriend was like, oh, my God, that means he's not sleeping with other people. No, 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 no. no. That was never the proposition. The proposition was just that you and I, we've got something, so we don't need condoms. He never said he's not going to cheat on you. <laughs> You know, I just think, I don't, I don't know. I just love, I just love hearing that lyric because I'm like, you, I don't think you guys actually think like and know that women, I don't think women are like, view that as like a, this ultimate sign of respect. Like, yeah, man. For <laughs> 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 mink mink. Yeah, but again, okay. Yeah. That's my quick little, yes. my thesis. Our thesis. Thesis. And hopefully it goes through the people, like my the professors I've talked to have been really excited about it. People I share my topic with get really, they just like light up with it. So that makes me feel better. Yeah. You know. I think it's super creative, <laughs> frankly. Frankly. Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> Black is too much. This, this episode ha is so funny and unserious, but at the same time, so serious. No, no, and I think that's what's very good about our podcast. And I think for the entire month of February, we're going to be having just, like, random moments, and I'm just going to be like, it's Black History Month. Yeah, and you should. It's Black History Month. Yeah. Per. Mink. Mink. <laughs> I just... Speaking of Black History Month, have what? you seen? I don't know if you. I'm. I'm not confident that you've seen. <laughs> uh oh, then I've wait, definitely not seen it. Off. This girl, 
she's a TikToker. She goes around to Walmarts, like literally only Walmarts. And she has like her microphone or her phone. And she's like, me or Black History Oh, I have seen that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love her. Yeah. I need her to shine this month. And I need her to get all her uh-huh. flowers this month. Because those videos are so funny. Yeah. And there's this one where she's like talking to this old guy. And she's like, me or Black History Month. And he, and he's like, you? And she's always like dressed very like sexy. Uh-huh. And then... And she was like, oh, why me? And he's like, well, I, w- I was a history major. And he's like, oh, well, if you studied history, like, why why choose me? And he's like, well, I know a lot about history, but I don't know a lot about you. <laughs> okay. Okay, Rizard. Riz. Rizard. Riz. I was like, whoa. And they're always like, or, or it's like me, or it's like Black History Month, or strip clubs. and they're like (laughs) strip clubs (laughs) like whatever i just think that those are so funny i do like them or or sometimes they'll go to like white people and be like black history month or christmas and they'll be like christmas and it's like why christmas it's like well black people celebrate christmas too and people in the comments are like wait no you got us (laughs) as if as if that's justification (laughs) you get presents on christmas Uh, but yeah uh black history history month um what else i feel like there was something else i was gonna say oh my god okay sorry 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 okay when you were just saying opulence and beyonce and we were talking about boss yeah i just this again i won't go too in depth but just interesting too that Basquiat's like kind of graffiti-esque street art style is like opulence. You know what I mean? Like, I think Mm. that's what I find so interesting is like these, I mean, I think that's a complex nature of art, but people are like commenting on like injustice and, you know, their own personal identities and then that's being used in a tiffany ad you know yeah yes. and is like the the picture of opulence now are these modern art movements and that yeah like i feel like okay like in the 1800s right if you went to like a rich castle or something or a manor you're gonna have all these like very like uh paintings from like the renaissance and baroque periods and it's like okay they got money yeah and now it's like you go to someone's house and you see a little red speck of like paint on like this huge canvas oh you got money yeah because and we'll talk about this in the art episode we'll talk about like how the wealth like it's it's just a way to like put money into something to invest. yes it's, it's not really about the paintings yes and how that can sort of undermine people who are legitimately like abstract artists right and they're always having to fight for like no we are legit like this is this isn't just me splattering paint onto a canvas like this takes actually a lot yeah. of control. and then it, it, we'll get into that but yeah opulence and like how keith like keith herring yeah like legend or not legend um legacy is kind of just being like like why I, pandora yeah, it's just been kind of shat on, which is like, I, I mean, I do have a Keith Haring print in my room, <laughs> but like, I'm not wearing it around on a t-shirt. Yeah, a Jeff Koons. <laughs> I I loved being Jeff in, Koons. I love being in Louisville. I mean, like, oh, it's a Jeff Koons. I know. You've got the little balloon dogs everywhere. Balloon dogs, which and is interesting too, because that's actually not how his work began. It was not with the balloon dog, but I mean, everyone only knows him for that. He's a painter too. Yeah. 
crazy. I was also going to say too, like, okay, we're, we're going a, a little bit crazy. It's because this, this is what happens when yeah. we don't podcast often enough. We are just all over the place. Jumpy, jumpy, jumpy. But I was also going to say like, yeah, these people who are like view themselves as kind of like, like these people are pushing like a social movement forward to mm-hmm. see real change. And it's that's expressed through art then become multi-billionaires whose legacy continues and their paintings get even more expensive once they die. I think that's a whole separate thing. Yes. I, okay. Th- this, sorry, this is totally on a different topic, but my mom and I have been having some discussion about this happened over winter break. This can be quick. <laughs> this is not entirely related to black history month, but I just, I was thinking about justice and, so did you hear over winter break about the, I think she's like, she's like 83 or something, 83 year old woman who was just tried by like the International Criminal Court or like Nuremberg about, she was like a secretary for the Nazis when she was like 18 or something like that. Oh wow! And she's being tried now when she's like 83. And my mom was like, Suggesting that, you know, it's complicated because she's young. She's going to die if she doesn't do this work for these people. Mm-hmm. And she's 18. Like, she had no other choice, is mm-hmm. my mom's argument. That, okay. And I was like, uh, I hear that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we can be sensitive to the fact that maybe that was her only choice. But she also aided and abetted in the killing of six million plus people. And the thing was yeah. that the the secretarial work she was doing was like signing the papers to like allow for mass atrocity. Oh, I'm thinking like she's just like ordering lattes or something and like, no, no she was. Mm, she was doing paperwork paper. that like, so, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I think the, those kinds of things are so interesting. And I was just talking with a prof- professor here actually who um, is doing research about, there's like, we've talked about international law before. Mm. I don't believe in, well, I believe in international law, (laughs) but I'm like, I think it's kind of just a lot of bullshit. Like, sorry, sorry, you're gonna have all these rules that people are always gonna break. And I don't think- Because it's international. I probably break an international rule every day. Literally, like, sorry. I mean, okay, okay. Anyway, I, this is too <laughs> complicated. This is too complicated. But, but so this boy in, um, shoot, I think it was Rwanda. I can't. Maybe that's totally not true. Anyway, he he was a boy, and he joined this group of bad people, okay. like doing like killing people, and and they were like some kind of army, and or militia. And so he joined when he was like 14. And then now he's being tried for crimes he committed when he was like 20 and still a part of this group. But international law protects kids from like super harsh consequence and Uh ridicule if they joined when they were under a certain age because it's like, you know, like maybe forced, they they weren't thinking about what they were doing all these other things. And so there, there's two different sides of the argument saying that he was old enough to be tried for the crimes he committed when he was 20. But because he joined when he was 14, is he protected by that law? Yeah. Because he joined when he was so young. Interesting. 
Yeah. Interesting. Whoa. <laughs> this, we are spinning. I hope our we viewers are. are like not <laughs> getting nauseous. This is so. <laughs> no. It's Black History Month. It is Black History Month. And that's the main message at the end of the day. Okay. Me or Black History Month? Black History Month because you celebrate Black History <laughs> Month. <laughs> no, I think I would choose you, Kendall. Okay, fur mink mink, fur mink mink, fur mink mink. I didn't know in the UK they celebrate Black History Month in um, October. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's funny. Every, I think we should start celebrating in October, too. Two Black History Months. Yeah, let's just do it. Per. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was I gonna say? You're talking about war crimes. Oh, but I was. Oh, oh, oh. The English thing is very interesting too What's to me. English. Well, you just brought up when the British celebrate Black History Month, and that was making me think too. And obviously, this is like probably common knowledge, but for me, this was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, I took a history class. We were talking about, um, like the slave trade, and you know how Britain's always like, oh, well, we ended, we stopped slavery earlier mm-hmm. than the U.S. And I just find it to be like the most interesting contradiction ever. Yeah. That a lot of like kind of the intellectual work around probably celebrating things like Black History Month and, you know, unpacking like institutional racism happens at these universities like Oxford and Cambridge. That was literally like the reason why those institutions still exist in the fashion that they do is because when the former slave owners got money yeah. in return for yeah. like taking their slaves away, they yes. funneled it into yes. the universities. And my two piece about like racism, I've been thinking about this a lot recently with like all my friends being in Europe and stuff. And like, just like you're, oh man, it get, it like, t- it touches a very sore nerve when like Europeans try to mm. pretend that like, oh, look at how racist they are over in the United States. Yeah. They're just, like, so racist and backwards there. I'm like, be so everlasting for real because I think they're more behind than they think on things. Like, obviously, we have our issues. We're fighting tooth and nail for critical race theory and yeah. AP African-American history, and we've got a lot of pushback and issues in our country, too, but these are conversations that are always being had and that are are being brought to light and i don't think talking about like colonization and imperialism is new i feel like they really just like distance themselves from it because like oh it happened so long ago and we have free health care and like all these different things and it's just like and then to bring it back to the united states i also like if i were to have a conversation about like racism and like people being like oh the south is just so racist and like Oh, they're just like so racist or whatever. And Confederate flags, like, yeah. When I when I go back to my hometown and I'm driving those country roads, I will see a Confederate flag and the Let's Go Brandon bumper sticker and come and take it, you know. Yeah. But there's just something very nefarious about like the northeastern, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen, like like the 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 northeastern like racism, like that that the idea that like oh, because we weren't a part of the Confederacy that we don't have any racism. No, your racism is just, like, subtle, and you don't really, like, talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But I 
It's like old money racism. Well, yeah, or, but when I go down to Georgia, I know who to avoid. Yeah. You're loud about it. And yeah. the, both both instances of racism are wrong. Racism is wrong, period. Just so you know, guys, racism is wrong, period. Yeah, I don't know if true. you guys knew that or knew my stance on it or Lily's stance, but we think <laughs> it's wrong. Anyway, uh, are both wrong, but like I think a lot of black people would also like uh, agree with me that saying that like I would much rather have like someone with like a Confederate flag backpack, okay, <laughs> sir, and then to then like a sneak, then to be like, yeah. oh wow, I really like your yeah. No, and the other thing I think is interesting about, like, the, the Europe thing, too, mm-hmm. and I think this is everywhere, to be honest, mm-hmm. but, like, it's almost too, like, the comparison to, like, we're not as bad as America excuses you from having to do any kind of work about yes. it. And I we talked about this in my Spanish class last year, or last semester, all about this, like, <laughs> idea, that especially in, like, Brazil and stuff, mm. where Bolsonaro was like, well, we're all mixed. We are all mixed. <laughs> And while that might largely be true in yeah. the sense that, like, you know, they have, like, so many people have, like, indigenous identity and, like, also, you know, African identity and that kind of thing. I It, it like, took, it like, any kind of racial issue out of play because he yeah. was like, no, 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 because if you're experiencing racism, then we all must be experiencing racism because we are all mixed. And he was like, and, you know, I think those countries like that too, especially in Latin America are like, well, because we have such like a diverse population, A, we could never be as bad as America. Yeah. (laughs) And then two, it was just like, no, 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 no. We're not the, our state is not the real enemy. Our systems are not the real enemy. It's America's fault. And it's the colonizer's fault, which is so true because there are like obviously lingering systems, Mm -hmm. but- I think by by suggesting that the blame is on other people or by making a comparison to some kind of outside source allows you to be free from trying to solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... And I think that's like us too. Like everyone's like, oh, s- like systematic racism. And I'm not, I don't play any role in government. So I yeah. can excuse myself from trying to solve the problem. Yeah. Yes. Other than like calling my senator. <laughs> so, so, so much to unpack. So much to unpack. Like it just reminds me, Jane Fonda. Uh-huh. Love that woman. Yeah. For the 80s for Brady like campaign uh-huh. or like campaign. What is it called when they just promote their movie? Anyway, so they're Can, on a talk show. Okay, never mind. They're on a talk show and she's like, we wouldn't have a climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. They're dumping all this like toxic waste, not in Beverly Hills. They're dumping it where the people of color are. Because that's so, oh my we, God, that's really interesting. If we thought about like human beings, like being truly equal and like everyone being deserving of like health and like clean air and like clean water, we won't have toxic yeah. waste to dump into any place. We just wouldn't have it. We wouldn't yeah. have like pollution well, and carbon right. emissions and all this stuff in these certain like neighborhoods. Like, and like I remember like with like fertilizer, like the, that toxic uh. stuff that gets into like seeps into the soil, seeps into the waterways, and can give the residents who live in that area like cancer. Like I remember hearing about that in like an anthropology class, and I re- I, I remember like growing up like going to like my my mom's hometown in North Carolina and you can smell when we're close 
you can smell when we're close because yeah. of the hog farming that is in the area. And it's just like, we would not have a climate crisis without racism. And that's why I think, like, Greta Thunberg, you're, you're cool and everything, and you're awesome. But, like, we, I just, I really truly believe that the people who are going to be at the forefront, who should be at the forefront of solving these issues are indigenous people. True. People, like, like, I don't understand why, like, we're getting so off topic. <laughs> but that's just what I have to say. Racism is so wrong, you guys. I hate it. I hate it. But, yes. Oh, racism. Ra- oh, racism. It's just, it makes me so mad. Ugh. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to wrap this episode up. Now you've experienced how crazy we can get when we haven't podcasted in a while. And we're so sorry for being away from you guys. I know. And shout out to everyone abroad. Grace. We're going to (laughs) go. We're date. We miss you (laughs) dearly. And what time is it? I'm such, I, I love and miss my friends so much. I've got like, on my widget what their time zones are it is it's currently 7 26 over there i really when i close my eyes and i picture my life i see it in granada so that said grace we should have a chat soon okay all right lovely lovely listeners we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in Bye. Bye.